0: Hello, nerds. Welcome back. It's me, Tony Sindelar, uh, convening another session of Batman University. Uh, My guest today, uh, he is a tech journalist and podcaster extraordinaire. And really, if you're listening to anything on on, on Batman University and have not heard his voice uh, before, that would be very unusual. Statistically unlikely. Uh, My guest, Jason Snell. Welcome to Batman University.
1: I'm happy to enroll in Batman University. So this is your first
0: appearance in uh, Batman University, but you did sit through uh, the Batman preliminary, uh, the prerequisite course on The Incomparable, where we assigned 10 episodes of the animated series. I forget if it's exactly 10. I'm saying 10-ish, 10-ish
1: episodes, and you survived those, and you're back. So that's good. Yes, I I did. And that was enjoyable, because that, for me, was the first time experiencing Batman the Animated Series, believe it or not. So in the uh the spirit of Batman University season 2, uh we
0: are opening things up a bit. So we've now basically covered uh almost 20 episodes of Batman the Animated Series on the previous season and in that that incomparable episode. So this season some of my uh, my guests are appearing to talk about non Batman the Animated Series media. We're still kind of focused on the animated stuff. And Jason, you chose an episode of uh The Brave and the Bold to talk about. Yes.
1: Batman, the Brave and the Bold, which is a show I watched with my kids. It aired from 2008 through 2011 Mm -hmm. um, on the Cartoon Network. And so when my son was, you know, four, five, six, this was – we bought, I think, a couple of seasons on iTunes because he was just – he was super into it. There was a Wii game that came out in, I think, tw- 2011, something like that, that is amazing because it's like you're playing the cartoon. It's mm-hmm. based on the style of the cartoon. It's like you're just playing in the cartoon. It's pretty great. And uh, and so I watched a lot of this. This is the b- animated Batman that I spent the most time with, and I really came to appreciate it. So when, um, when Adam West died, I was reminded of uh, – Of my appreciation for this, which is the, I think the Batman media outside of the original Batman TV series that is the closest in tone to it. It's not quite, but it's similar. And uh, and so when you mentioned you were redoing Batman University for this summer, I thought I would... uh, I would plug an episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold.
0: Yeah, which is great. I've seen a bunch of these, but certainly not all of them. Uh, and this one is – this as a Batman series. I mean, there's a lot of Batman iterations out there. Um, this one is kind of farthest from Batman the Animated Series in terms of Batman the Animated Series, Superman, Justice League, uh, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond. Those all um, are a lot more connected. There's some mm-hmm. kind of – I think they're intended to be in the same universe, and there's some kind of continuity stuff that doesn't – always t- totally jibe with that but for example uh kevin conroy is the same voice actor for batman across all of that and in some other batman media that's definitely not in that same universe uh but this is totally different uh it's a new a new batman uh which is this is challenging for me because kevin conroy is like is he's my
1: batman uh I yeah, know it's, other- it's D- diedrich bader who does a really great job i have to say i think i really like his batman
0: yes i think it's 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 fun. Uh, This show is definitely, it's a lot lighter. um, But there's a lot of things I like about it. Um, I have seen probably about a season of it before. And I went back and watched uh, Jason chose the episode, The Color of Revenge, which we'll dive into in a second. But the kind of the gimmick of uh, Batman, the Brave and the Bold is that every week, it's Batman and some other DC
1: uh, hero. Is the because Brave and the Bold, I believe, is a classic comic book team up. Yeah, it was a series. It, it was DC's big Batman team up book. Yeah. So it was always every issue was Batman and someone else from the DC world mm-hmm. uh doing a you know having an adventure. Just like yeah. Marvel had like Marvel team up and DC had Brave and the Bold. And it was Batman and Okay. I didn't know it was always or canonically I read a series of Brave and the Bold that didn't have Batman, but maybe that, oh, was, interesting. Like a, maybe that was like believe... a weird
0: modern because it was like it would have it was a it was actually kind of a fun series where it traded off who the team-up was so like oh, issue one clever. would be like green lantern and supergirl and then issue two would be like supergirl and lobo and then and, and like in a weird kind of trading off that was that was kind of fun um you know i but.
1: always i always thought it was so so in it, it turns out i did some quick wikipedia look up here it originally wasn't featuring batman but beginning with um issue 50 of the original brave and the bold it um it was Batman and, and that ran for like 70 or 80 issues and then sort of rolled into Batman and the Outsiders, which Mm -hmm. was a more, you know, again, a team book featuring Batman. So but when I was a kid reading comics, for sure, Batman, it was Brave and the Bold, was Mm -hmm. a Batman vehicle. It was Batman and, just like Marvel team-up was Spider-Man and, and Marvel 2-in-1 was The Thing. Weird choice, but The Thing (laughs) and. Somebody from, you know, sometimes somebody famous a lot of times it was like pulling characters out of the back catalog and Mm -hmm. Batman brave and the bold very much feels like that where, um, you know, there there are some really super weird team ups and there are also some super fun team ups because yeah. they get to rifle through all the old um DC, anything that's on DC's agenda, old and new. In fact, there's some fairly new mm-hmm. characters that pop up in Brave and the Bold too. Like the Blue Beetle, the new yes, the Jaime, like Jaime Reyes. Reyes. He's in episode Blue one Beetle. of Brave and the Bold. Yeah. He's in episode one. He comes back in episode eight. He's in it a bunch. And and um this will give it give away one of the reasons why I love this is I love the dry humor of Batman in this. Um it's just it's I think it's an incredibly funny series and if batman Mm -hmm. fans haven't seen it even though it's outside of the the canon of of the batman animated series and all of that what i like about it is it's not too like campy uh, although the episode we watched is a little bit more that it is though this dry cutting humor of batman is amazing and with jaime reyes especially you get it because he's this kid who's trying to be a superhero and um and obviously it just infuriates Batman (laughs) like he's not very and he and he just he kind of like just keeps it inside and then makes Mm -hmm. these cutting remarks and it's amazing
0: Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot more
1: lighter than the DC stuff Um, oh yeah they they pull
0: in some of the villains that they pull in from uh feel like probably characters that have not been revisited recently because they're they're ridiculous but I love them uh there's Mm -hmm. an there's an episode with uh Gentleman Ghost who like, just does not feel like that was a character that they spent more than 10 minutes coming up with. Because re- literally the concept for Gentleman Ghosts is that he's like a fancy gentleman and a ghost. Yeah. Um, and a ghost.
1: Yeah. And they fight and they fight Gorilla Grodd on Dinosaur Island. Yep. Uh,
0: and what more <laughs> do you need to know?
1: So it's, um, you know, it's Every definitely... Every episode title ends with an exclamation point. That's yeah. another great... Yeah, thing about it yeah uh and you know it's a
0: cartoon it's 22 minutes so it's not a huge investment um the animation style is is kind of fun too i like it it's it's uh it's got a, a different style than the previous batman stuff i was you know like i i feel like i kind of missed this and i'm glad i'm coming to it now because definitely because it was not part of that dc animated canon i kind of uh, you know, I guess I was not interested in it. And there have been other non-DC um, animated stuff that has come along the way but that I don't think is as well-received as this. So this is kind of like the place to go. Um, the stories, I think, are a lot lighter. They do basically based more around the idea that we have, like, you know, there's a wacky team up and there's a wacky villain that, that you have to deal with. Uh, totally. it's, it's much less serious than the Batman animated series, um, you know, which is not super serious, but was kind of, kind of serious uh, and, and kind of sometimes had some t- episodes that were grim. I mean, there's episodes of Batman the animated series about like drug addiction and things like that. I, I'm assuming there's no Brave and the
1: Bold episodes that no, touch on that. No, very no. special episodes. No, it's, it's um, more like the very special episodes are more like when Neil Patrick Harris appears as his the music, music mice- yeah or uh batmite appears
0: a couple mm-hmm. of times and these episodes move pretty quickly uh decent amount of uh action uh, in them not not too usually too much uh kind of thinking or or uh uh character development uh, no. but they're fun
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly. I mean, the character development happens, like I said, it kind of happens on the. It's mostly about Batman reacting Mm -hmm. to a villain and Batman reacting to another hero and what their issues are and they're kind of. It's Batman's chance to kind of comment on like what their powers are or what their attitude is like, and that's the that's kind of what you get in terms of the characters and the dialogue is sort of like how will Batman react to this scenario and what funny things you know cutting dry things Mm -hmm. will he say that will. Just crack me up.
0: Yeah. And it's a lot more kid friendly than Batman, the anime series, which is still totally nominally a children's show, um, but is probably more appropriate for, you know. Yeah, Teens like I said, all, but I'd but
1: say, um, when, when Julian was like five or six, he yeah. really loved the show. It was completely appropriate. It's bright colors. There's action. And, you know, and there's there's Batman. And then there's interesting characters that if you're a little kid, you've never heard of these characters before. And so like Julian now even will be like when we were watching The Flash and uh, not to step on, you know, to, anything too tender with you. Tony, <laughs> it's, but, I'm like, okay. We'll, it's been time. We'll, I've healed. Like, like like Gorilla Grodd. He mm-hmm. like totally knows who Gorilla Grodd is because of Batman, the Brave and the Bold. This is good. So
0: you start. <laughs> started his Batman education early. Uh, yeah, he, yeah.
1: He was an early admit to Batman yeah. University. But yeah. You don't wait for kids to learn this in school. They got to learn it at home. No. this is it's We actually important. had that moment where I said, who is your favorite superhero? It, it, and it was like, you got to say Spider-Man, kid. You got to say Spider-Man. He was like, well, Batman. Like, oh, okay, oh, Spider-Man I is my, my favorite uh is probably my favorite Marvel hero, so I'll give, I'll give you that. Yeah. I've read a okay. lot of Ultimate
0: Spider-Man, but but you're, right, good. But your child has failed you, so yeah, so yeah, um, so, sorry. Good taste, good taste. So the episode that you picked uh, is called "The Color of Revenge." And uh it's it's an episode the team up in this one is uh instead of kind of uh somebody from the Justice League or maybe even <laughs> Tier C waiting to get onto the Justice League, uh the team up <laughs> is actually Robin, who is not uh a regularly occurring part of this show. And the uh the villain of the week is a character I checked, he's from the comics. I have never read a comic with him or seen another appearance of him. <laughs> um but Crazy, crazy Quilt. quilt. <laughs> yes.
1: Played by Jeffrey Tambor.
0: Yes, I immediately recognize Jeffrey Tambor's voice. It's very distinctive.
1: Yeah. Um, so. Um, it it was, although early on, he sounds like he's channeling James Lipton a little bit. I was waiting for him to ask Batman sort of like to start to give him the questionnaire from the actor's studio, but then it resolved very clearly that, oh no, this is Jeffrey Tambor just doing a, doing a, doing a voice, doing a a villain voice. And yeah, 18 episodes in, you get this team, uh, you know, the whole idea is set that this is a team up show. And then the team up in this one is Robin. And it's like, well, wait a second, Batman and Robin, but the reason I picked it, uh, especially after uh, after kind of reliving my memories of childhood, uh, watching the Adam West Batman after um, Adam West passed away, um, I remembered this episode and how much I loved it because it is a... It is the brave and the bolds loving homage to the original Batman TV series. They get the the opening sequence is right is it, a flashback mm-hmm. when Batman and Robin were teamed up. They have the they have the button under the Shakespeare head and slide down the bat poles and the whole thing. They, right they, they cl- out. they climb up a building. Yep, uh, with the rope. They do they climb up yeah. the building in that style of the whole thing and it's just hilarious. And then. And then we go to the present day, and Robin is now the the uh, superhero of Bloodhaven, and he's graduated. He's no longer the sidekick. He's got his own city to protect, and and uh, Crazy Quilt breaks out of Arkham and has has decided that he's going to get Robin because Robin blinded him in the in the flashback. That's before he was sent away. He uh, he was blinded by uh, by Robin, and so he has got a vendetta against Robin. And then so you get to have that, yeah. All the all these really fun references to the original. Uh, the original uh Batman series, which mm-hmm. i like I said, I watched every day as a kid. It was like Batman and Star Trek were the two things that I watched every day when i was a kid i think batman may have been on at 4:30 and star trek at 5 in fact it was that that's like, a good life i like that. that it was a it was a good childhood it was an idyllic childhood and so so you get the you get the old batman 66 kind of references here and this hilarious dynamic where robin really wants to be taken seriously as a superhero and has a major inferiority or inferiority complex and wants to be out of the shadow of batman mhm
0: it's it's a fun dynamic and you know I think this series in general is very inspired by Batman 66 but yeah they, that opening is just all direct homage, it's just an to homage. That. yeah with yeah. the with the with the uh, um the bust and the red phone and the commissioner and the uh, yeah, it's it's all directly that uh, even and, and Robin's kind of unfortunate outfit from
1: that era, which he doesn't have yeah. to. He doesn't his I, I, his modern day outfit gets a little. He has pants, uh, and they don't have the right to the. Yeah, he's got pants. He's got a cool motorcycle helmet. He's got a cool mm-hmm. motorcycle until it gets destroyed, and he has mm-hmm. to ride in the sidecar of Batman's motorcycle, which is mm-hmm. a hilarious moment. Yes. It's really not the sidecar, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's um they, they don't even have the rights to the Batman theme, but the music they obviously tried to give mm-hmm. a little bit of the kind of old Batman. You know, vibe in the music in the flashback at the beginning, just to give you that sense. And I, when I saw this, I was totally out of the blue. This episode came on, and I was really taken by it the first time I saw it. And I just thought, this is really sweet that this show is is paying homage to it. And I hadn't really even thought at the time that you know, most mainstream like feelings about Batman were kind of embarrassed by Batman sixty six because for me, that is my childhood. And so for, it's a big thing for Batman Brave and the Bold, which is trying to take a lighter tone and does owe its existence a little bit more to Batman 66 to say, you know, we're going to tip our cap to the, to the original Batman series now.
0: Yeah. And I think it does it nicely. I mean, it, you know, I did not grow up with Batman 66. So for me it is something that I uh, see is got this kind of cheesy artifact. Um, yep. but you know, that was a lot of people's Batman and there's a lot of stuff from that that, uh, has gotten repurposed and stuff. I mean, as I, as I read the comics and as I as I watch Gotham, there's all these things that are like throwbacks to Batman '66. So, like, even if it's not my cup of tea, it's definitely it was a huge piece of media that influenced a lot of uh, later Batman-related things. Um, yeah,
1: you know, and, and th- Brave and the Bold. Like, I think the good thing about it, the way I would frame the Brave and the Bold, and I really do encourage people who love Batman to watch it, is it's a much more modern take yes. on the approach that Batman 66 took in, in the sense of it being Batman is a much more serious superhero in Brave and the Bold, but he's got a sense of humor. It's lighter. I feel like, it's it's comfortable after doing the animated series and all of that, where everything got a little more darker colored and influenced by Tim Burton's movies and all of that. Batman: The Brave and the Bold is like, you know what? It's okay if it's a little bit lighter and 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 uh, wackier a little bit, and that Batman has that cutting sense of humor. Um, that, but it's not so. Yeah, it's it's nice to get a show more in that vein, but it's not trying to be. Uh, Batman 66 it's I think for modern viewers way more accessible in terms of like the it, this one Batman 66 is like a nostalgia trip when I watch it but mm-hmm. this Batman Brave and the Bold it's just funny it's they're, yeah. they're they're fun and funny and you get to see these completely silly uh, catalog characters from <laughs> yes. the DC universe both heroes and villains yeah which
0: I, I like I mean that's that's part of what I really like about uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited is the basically like all of the ridiculous characters that they they mix in, um, but it's it's fun seeing that. So you know the villain for this one um, is Crazy Quilt, who is I mean his gimmick is that he is uh, an art obsessed villain and he's stealing yep. basically a laser, but you
1: know a, a cannon that well, has red, green, and blue uh photonic yeah, it's, energy. It's um, important that you have the separate because he has the he has the three. Um, three henchmen who are red, green, and blue, and they're like literally just three muscly guys who look exactly the same, but one is red, one is green, and one is blue. Who felt
0: like very the very connected to the uh, you know level of uh,
1: Batman sixty six henchmen, where like you know they should have, have we well, have outfits. So. Yeah, they should have had a label on each of them, like mm-hmm. an R, a G, and a B. That would have mm-hmm. been perfect. Yeah, but uh, but still, there there's nothing there. They're like literally just. I, at one point, one of them talks. Batman like talks to one of them in this episode, and I'm like, oh, they talk because really i mean yeah they're 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 henchmen that's what they are
0: and the depiction of robin at this episode is 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 interesting uh because i mean that is definitely a theme in a lot of batman stuff is that eventually batman and robin have some kind of falling out uh and that robin kind of has to go off on his own and how and you know at this point in the comics and various places, multiple iterations of Robin have done right. that, and and some of them have, uh, some of them are still in touch, and some of them, uh, some of them don't show up for a family dinner, um, right? Because their relationships with uh, their adopted or mentor father figure are not always the greatest. Um, and you know that that's a fun story for this, where where Robin. I mean, it's not as dark and sinister as some of the comic stories. Uh, it's more just you know Robin wants to be his own superhero now, yeah. and he doesn't. He does not want to be the sidekick. He
1: doesn't want to he, ride in the sidecar on the motorcycle. He, he wants to bitter. call the shots in his city. Um, he is kind of bitter though. Yeah. Like he he is he is like he says to Batman. He's like ah. I just want to be taken seriously. I don't need your help. Like he, he he's not. It's not subtext. It's yes. like actual text of I. You know why can't I do this? And Batman doesn't really call him on it. Batman's like, you know, it's fine, chum. You know, <laughs> it's I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with it. And uh, and that's kind of funny because it means that Robin is. The, he's just like letting Robin kind of let his feelings mm-hmm. out more than anything else. But yeah, it's like it's my city. And there's a great moment when. Um Batman comes to bloodhaven and this uh and this side of the building explodes and and robin's uh motorcycle is crushed and uh the police are there, and they run over to say we're we're yeah. so glad you're you're here and the way it's shot the way that they've got it laid out, the police are coming over, and Robin is expecting that they're talking to him and they walk right past him and say batman." <laughs> It's his <laughs> own city. You'd think, he'd, his he'd, own you'd think they'd recognize him. Yeah. City.
0: yeah, I mean, Bloodhaven, I have a little... Tr- I just, I can't take the name Bloodhaven seriously. <laughs> it's got an umlaut. Yeah. It's got an umlaut. I, it's, I mean, I just, I mean, presumably there are some American cities that have an umlaut in them, but I don't know of any major. Um, it just, it, it sounds like a place where vampires live. Um, uh-huh. So, I like, think well, they were,
1: found. the founding fathers were vampires. Yeah, I just, I wouldn't there. buy
0: property there, is my feeling. Mm-hmm also it has a crime problem and doesn't have a batman so that's you yeah know.
1: well robin's cleaning it up though you know, here it's it's fine he's working with the police there's a robin signal we see at the beginning there is there's an r in the sky I, yeah. I like that that was a nice touch yeah it has a local branch of the star labs
0: so that's something um, it does it um, does
1: yeah it's got a, it's got its own little franchises you know it's kind of strip malls and stuff but it's it's up and coming it's up and I coming think. yeah it'll, it'll it'll get
0: there someday um yeah. the rents are much more reasonable than gotham mm. um which for some sure. reason are out of control given how um how awful Gotham is so yeah <laughs> yeah fair um and you know the 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 story is basically that they eventually uh uh Robin gets to make the they argue about a variety of things but in the end Robin gets to make the call and they do his plan and they seem to have come to some slightly uh, better understanding of who each other are as co-heroes instead of sidekick and uh, and hero. But then, of course, he still has to ride in the sidecar in the very
1: back <laughs> <Yeah, 'cause-> shot. <laughs> Yeah, that's the last shot. Yes, it's a that's that's amazing. There's a um one of the other homages that's in this episode to the original is um so Batman is taken as a lure for Robin because remember mm-hmm. Crazy Quilt's goal is to is to get Robin, um and he's taken to the textile factory which I also really was amused by like it is the Bloodhaven textile yes. factory. There's you only, only one. one, just one. Um, and and Crazy Quilt says I'm going to weave you guys into carpet and walk all over you. I'm like okay, um but then you you see in the textile factory Batman is actually like in a loom. With 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 like uh fabric over mm-hmm. him and look, like like little uh um strings. a giant loom also right like, a, yeah, well, like a, right so it's a comically large yeah. yeah it is a laughably like oversized enormous room sized loom mm-hmm. that he's been slightly woven into and that's how he's being held in in that's,
0: James Bond yeah. villain style right you yeah, know? yeah yeah like, exactly fully right. framed or, or, yeah I mean,
1: Batman sixty six had a bunch of like ridiculous outsized. Props and and villain devices, and this is an homage for that. And then, what's really funny is that when Robin gets there, Batman just breaks out of it like yep. he was just ha- hanging there, just replenishing his strength or letting Crazy Quilt talk it out. I'm not sure that really follows too much. Robin doesn't even get a chance to to free Batman. But Robin does get to save the day in the end. Batman, again, Batman's going to make make his dry cutting remarks and all of that. But he he's got uh, he's got his young wards. Um, best interest at heart. He's going to do the right thing by uh, by Robin. Yeah.
0: I did think, you know, in the opening uh all the all of Batman uh sorry, all of Brave and the Bold have uh, like a smash open uh sequence, a cold open where they show the little story and in this one it's it's uh they take out Crazy Quilt the first time several years in the past. And at the ending of it where Robin blinds him, I was like that seems like uncharacteristically dark for this show. Once well, they Yeah and he quips that's that's
1: the thing is he has a quip after he blinds him yeah um which I can't even remember what it is now, but it's like, uh, I guess you've seen better days or, yeah. you know, you've lost sight of what it means. I mean, it's just like he makes a joke yep. and the guy is, is blinded. Although we find out he's not he's not totally blinded. He's he's kind of like everything in his vision is kind of hazy. But the idea there is it, it, it makes him not be able to appreciate art as much, uh-huh. which is, uh, of course, terrible because Crazy, Crazy Quilt, that's his whole thing. That's his whole thing. He's like a pop art. He has a whole like pop art layer of various different depictions of... Uh, Of Batman, I think, or of Robin. It's of Robin, yeah. Of Robin, because he's Um, obsessed with Robin because Robin was the one mm -hmm. who
0: blinded him. Yep. And then Robin has his quip at the end where he takes out Crazy Quilt by doing acrobatics. And his quip is... Uh, once a flying Grayson, always a flying
1: Grayson. And I was like, that's really dangerous, dude. That's your secret identity. Yeah. Don't just, don't incorporate that into Well, Quips, the flying you know? Graysons are, are, are dead. But that is a nice, see, that's a Robin-centric answer at the end, mm-hmm. of, the end of the episode, right? He, he he solves this problem. Batman is the distraction, and Robin uses the pipes and stuff at the mm-hmm. top of the in the, in the, the roof yeah. or the ceiling of the, of the building. He swings using his acrobatic skills and does an acrobats move and drops down and, Clonk's Crazy Mm Quill. So it's a unique Dick Grayson ability that he has, which is
0: nice. Yeah, And this version of Robin seems to relatively be doing okay. I mean, I feel like of the different Robins that take off from Batman, some of them, I mean, some of them end up as villains, so that's not great. Um, And some of them are less well-balanced. This one just seems to, you know, uh not want to ride in a sidecar. So you
1: know. No, he's gra- he's graduated and yeah. he's trying to get out from under Batman's Shadow, but he's still Robin. He needs I to think... rebrand as Nightwing. I feel like that's a Well and his I think he step. does. I think yeah. I think he actually comes back in the second season of Brave mm-hmm. and the Bold as Nightwing. Yeah. Um and that's a uh there's a whole uh that's a whole like Adam Batgirl oh, Nightwing nice. kind of combo in that mm-hmm. episode that happens. So so he does come back um and and finally gets to graduate a little bit cuz i think that's the like leave the leave the robin brand behind cuz he's got to be paying like royalties yes. to uh well to, also, uh, like you got you got to
0: you got to establish that you're not the the teenage superhero anymore right i mean in the comics there's a, a, one of the versions of robin becomes red robin uh which i think is confusing if there's also a robin around but uh yeah. that's that's the he, signifier he serves
1: that... delicious burgers though so yeah that's a res- chain restaurant joke anyway yes. okay <laughs> Sorry, we don't have those here. Um. Red, Red Robin, it's a hamburger place. I was, was confused when there was a Red Robin. Although that's uh, that's clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah th- there's you know, there's something to be said. I like the idea of having different Robins. I also like the idea of like the canonical robin story mm-hmm. and i mean having him eventually in the comics turn into nightwing it makes sense right you want to you want to yeah. graduate and robin everybody's going to be asking hey robin where's batman so you finally yeah. just like leave it behind and i remember when that happened in teen titans in mm-hmm. the comics where he you know that was you know robin and cyborg and starfire and and you know there was it was a bunch of uh mm-hmm. a bunch of teen heroes and at some point dick grayson was like okay like enough with the robin and <laughs> and then went to be nightwing.
0: There's a similar thing that happens in again another not part of the DC animated but a good cartoon that I like is uh Young Justice is it's kind of like a the Teen Titans if they were a little bit older. Uh so there it's the it's many of the Teen Titans characters. Uh, oh no, actually it's not the Teen Titans, it's remixed a little bit cuz it's it's Robin and Kid Flash and Aqualad who is, you know, huh. Aquaman Jr. and Ms. Sure. Martian and I think Superboy joins them at some point, and they they live, you know, like in a secret hideaway where they're basically aspiring to someday be Justice League members. Uh, and Robin eventually graduates to uh, to Nightwing, um, <laughs> Nightwing level um, her- herodom. Um, which is nice to see. I mean, you know, I, I was very young back in the old days of the comics when there was the whole, there was I've i read about. Uh, I don't know if I ever saw anything about it firsthand. The thing where there was the phone contest that DC ran to determine if they were going to kill off Robin or not. Uh, that was oh, very right. controversial in the I think late eighties, very early nineties, somewhere around there. Um, which yeah. they yeah, he
1: gets they literally had had drawn up both issues. So because mm-hmm. there was no way they could do an issue with the lead time, so they had drawn up both issues, and it was just a matter of which one they. Were ran on the presses uh and it was by my understanding is it was by like a handful of votes to kill off jason todd yeah
0: yeah who spoilers for things that happen millions of years ago in comics comes back because it's comics so yeah
1: yeah that's the whole story is detailed in the um in the book the um the glenn weldon yes book Yeah,
0: yeah it, that was a, a weird time in Batman, as far as I'm concerned. I don't yeah. know the '90s. Not always the greatest for comics. Oh, Batman, <laughs>
1: as that book shows us, Batman sort of waxes and wanes, and, yeah. and people's ideas of him wax and wane. And I have I have fond memories of Batman at various points, including in the comics. But I kind of have lost track lately. So yeah, but you know, I my, my feelings about Batman, I was they were definitely warmed by. Um, by Brave and the Bold because I, I it's it's it works for me because it's a really nice mixture of sort of like what's silly about superhero comics and not running away with it but while also not being like super broad and wacky so it's neither kind of dark and gritty and and uh, spooky nor is it like super uh, zany wacky or campy it is in the middle of being a you know. Le- it really feels like a good classic comic book where it's mm-hmm. brightly colored and there are jibes and jokes and fights.
0: Yeah. This feels like your perfect uh, Saturday morning or after school cartoon. Uh, totally. There's not, as, as far as I can see from having watched a, a dozen or so episodes, there's no real threads connecting it. Um, I like shows that have you know long running arcs and you know I like some of the yeah. animated shows that do that, but it's nice when there's a show that's, that doesn't and you can just kind of dip into it and, and dip out of it and not be like, what the heck is going on? Um, yeah, there's a
1: couple of like there's a couple two parters. Like and I think there's some some basically sequel episodes where somebody comes back. And they refer who to they things. fought before, but it that's as you know, that's as as close as it comes. And they do, I mean, they drop a lot of DC references
0: uh, for people that are mentioned. I mean, this episode, we didn't mention it because it's not, it does not connect to the plot at all. But there's like a very short scene where, you know, uh, Robin is stopping Solomon Grundy, who's a reoccurring major DC, major B-level, B-list DC villain. Yeah. Um, you know, they mention. I, I think the thing they're going to at the end of the episode, we don't see him, is Killer Moth, who is uh, like a, notorious lame dc dc villain yeah. who 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 is funny i mainly know him from his appearance in uh, like the lego batman games where he is like the most he's the inept uh villain that will be in whatever group of villains there is uh batman references like all the other uh uh sidekicks speedy who works for green arrow um aqualad who is you know the equivalent for aquaman etc so mm-hmm. like there's still a lot of references into the dc stuff if you're familiar with the dc stuff to to appreciate but it's also Absolutely. like it's that good mix of like
1: this is also designed for like a child to be able to watch and and enjoy uh-huh. there's a great um which i think was my son's maybe first introduction to the idea of like parallel universes there's <laughs> a great uh two part episode where um they go to the parallel earth with the injustice syndicate and mm-hmm. batman becomes owlman um in order to be um in order to to uh figure out you know how to resolve this plot with the the evil parallel universe people and so he's owl man and then owl man breaks free and is acting like he's batman in our universe while batman is owl man in the other universe and that's a two-parter too so it's you know it's so and that's got gentleman ghost and gorilla Grod and i just you know, like it's saying it's gentleman ghost Clock, it makes me happy Clock king well, I, King. yeah, I can't
0: smile without saying oh, when I say gentleman ghost just just fills me with joy that somebody somehow got, got that through a committee. Uh yeah, just, you know. It just it feels like a character who is like designed as an action figure and then they came up with the backstory later and I, and I kinda like that. So mm-hmm. um yeah. So uh, I think definitely, uh, listeners, you should check out um, Batman Brave and the Bold. I know especially after the last season of Batman University and that incomparable episode, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, Batman the anime series. That was so great. I wonder if my kid is old enough to watch this. Uh, I do not have children, so I will offer zero uh, advice on what you should or shouldn't watch with your children. Uh, but depending on the age of your children, this may be a more palatable uh, mm. thing thing to check out with your, your younger children. Um because I, there's some dark stuff in Batman, in, in Batman the anime series. And, you know, right. I know some stuff goes over people's heads and some stuff may just be dark to the point where it's not really accessible to them. Uh, but this this feels like it's going to be more accessible to a lot of audiences. Yeah, I, uh, I
1: agree. I mean, I showed it to a four or, four or five year old. Um, and I, what I would say is that uh, younger kids up to up to probably like 10 especially will dig it. And what I like about it is that I enjoyed watching it two. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a really good sign. That is, you know, not all kids stuff yeah. is something that parents are gonna want to watch without killing themselves. And not all Cartoons, not all animated stuff is appropriate for younger children. And Mm -hmm. Brave and the Bold is that. It is fun for the parents and fun for the kids. And you can laugh at the kids, will just accept, like, all right, it's Gorilla Grodd or it's, uh, you know, Metamorpho or whoever. And then as an adult, you're like, oh, I see what they did there with Owlman or, you know, whoever comes up or or, or Clock King. And, uh, And yeah, so it's good for, there's fun for everybody to be had in Brave and the Bold. Well, I think this was a
0: great choice. It was fun to watch something outside of. It was fun to watch something that I had not seen before. uh, Since I'm rewatching a lot of things that I've seen before for Batman University, and you know, uh, Adam West is not my Batman, but it was nice to kind of dip back into that, given that you know uh, that he passed away this year, and that that was that was a big deal to a lot of people. So you know, maybe some folks are already out there watching more Batman '66, but this might be a a good thing to add to that to that mix. Um, So yeah. Jason, anything else we need to say about this episode?
1: I don't think so. I'll just i'll, I'll uh, put a shout out for Diedrich Bader again. I know mm-hmm. he's not Kevin Conroy, but I think he does a really great job holding this series together as the voice of Batman. And every now and then I hear his voice somewhere else, and all I can think is, "It's Batman! It's Batman!" And it's not anybody else's Batman, right? But he's kind of like I, I can I know that sly dry Batman voice now because I, it's, uh, he does a good job in a, in a part that like iconic on one side with Kevin Conroy in the animated series, iconic with uh, Adam West in the live action series and yet found a, found a nice way to navigate it where he's got that serious voice and, and he, he says very serious things that are actually incredibly funny. So he, it's a good performance.
0: It really is because he did figure out something new to do with it because uh, a lot of the others occasionally there's something where they don't get Kevin Conroy. It usually feels like probably they didn't want to pay for him or something. And it just feels like somebody basically doing generic. Protagonist voice, uh, mm. and that's like that's not enough for Batman. Um, so, so this one is fun because he really does he does have a, a a great specific tone. He's not trying to do Kevin Conroy. He's not. He's doing something I think similar to Adam West, but he's not doing Adam West. Uh, yeah, he's
1: he's he's uh, a little world a little more world weary, mm-hmm. and um, he's not entirely serious, but he's professional. And 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 again, it's a perfect tone for the dry humor of yeah. uh, this Batman, which is really I've said it like ten times, but it's like that is my favorite thing about Brave. The bold is that Batman will sometimes just say stuff that is hilarious, and it's not a joke. It's a cutting remark, <laughs> and the kids probably don't even get it. But the, the but I oh I love it. I'm I'm glad.
0: You know, Batman is a lot of different things to different people. In, uh, indeed. You know, and the, the my version of Batman is is uh much gloomier and uh I mean, I like in the Justice League where it's like it's you've got Superman and the Flash and and Wonder Woman hanging out and Batman's just like in the corner like doing paperwork or well, t- hacking away on his computer and he's just kind so, of the, the, you so, know, he's the karma so sucker in the me, room. So follow me.
1: Follow me here though. I I think one of the reasons I like this portrayal of Batman is <laughs> If Batman has a sense of humor mm-hmm. at all, this is the sense of humor he should have, right? Yes. He's not going to be an outgoing guy. No. He's going to be super dry, serious, never show a smile, but make a remark. And you're like, did Batman just make a joke? <laughs> and that's the Batman in Brave and the Bold. And that's mm-hmm. why I like him.
0: Yeah. You know, I I mean, I feel like, you know, Batman in the uh, the other cartoons... I, I mean, I think there's even, like, a scene where, like, Martian Manhunter tries to make a joke, and he's like, did I make a joke? And Batman's like, don't ask me. And, it, and like, that's funny, <laughs> but that's the, that's a very different version of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so, um Yeah. Well, this was great. Um, I definitely enjoyed uh, dipping into Batman: Brave and the Bold, and I'm gonna I'm gonna check out some more episodes. Uh, Jason, you watched it on iTunes. I watched it on uh, Amazon Video. I bought the
1: episodes, uh, and yeah, so there's lots of different ways people can get it. Um, so check it out. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and there's like 60 episodes or something, so there's a, lot, there's a lot there to dive into. And so that means so many back catalog characters that'll get – if you if you have a fun this for old, obscure DC characters, oh, my goodness, you are in for a treat because they're all in there somewhere.
0: Yeah. Well, Jason, you have completed your first seminar at Batman University. Thank you. Uh, you know, your first step in many. Someday you may graduate from this fine institution. Uh, I'd like to thank you for attending and uh, spending time with us.
1: Thank you, Tony. It's been an honor and a privilege.
0: Awesome. Goodbye, nerds. Next week, Dan Moran and I discuss the Superman three-parter, World's Finest.